Come on. Perhaps I was addicted to the dark side. Somewhere inside my childhood, my childhood witnessed my heart die. And even though we both came from the same places, the money and the fame made us all change places. How could it be? Through the misery that came to pass, the hard times make a true friend afraid to ask for currency. But you could run to me when you need me. And I'll never leave, honestly, someone to believe in. As you can see, it's a small thing to a true. What could I do? Real homies help you get through. The great Tupac Shakur, the year 2001. Until the end of time, the name of the song from the same album. Welcome to Tales from the Augusta Muslim Filter on Selfish and Apologetic Unpretentious, the greatest celebration of freedom of speech in the land of the free and the home of the brave. Tell them, Jay. All right, folks, it's, time, it's that time again. That's right. It's time for another wonderful episode of Tales from the Abyss. I am Jay Lindgren, along with my good friend and co-host, Mr. Pau Rojo. Tonight, folks, we are going to be discussing a movie that I have said in past episodes It's probably one of the best, if not the best, action movie in the past 10 to 15 years. Uh, man, this movie's got everything. Uh, thrills, spills, chills, you name it, they got it. And so with that, I'm going to send it over to you, my friend. Why don't you tell the folks what we're talking about tonight? Well, we're talking about um, a movie that is, <laughs> this is called The Raid Redemption. And it, wow, released March, March the 23rd of... Uh, 2012, and you told me that it was one of the best action movies that you had ever seen, and quite frankly, it didn't even do it justice with all the things, that you, good things that you said about it. Man, look, oh, man, I, I got an adrenaline rush when I watched this movie, all right? I tell you what, them folks down in Indonesia, they know how to put on a show. Like, <sighs> I'm, not, I'm not joking around. I mean, all right, the same two leads in this movie, you know, we've talked about before uh, in our episode that we, when we did uh, When the Night Comes for Us. Yes. And so, but the Raid Redemption was actually made before that. So um, I got into this movie a while back because a friend of mine recommended it to me. And um, I'm so glad he did because he's an action movie junkie like myself. And uh, man, it's, Ooh, I, I went back and rewatched it today just to get that adrenaline. Well, we got a big problem, Jay. We got a big problem. What you got? You're saying that this is an action movie. I'm calling this a horror movie. Well, I can see why. <laughs> okay. Okay. Uh, I, I can see why. Don't get me wrong. I mean, there's enough blood splatter in here to rival all of the 13th, Friday the 13th movies together, you know? But uh, why would you consider it a horror movie then? Just because of all the blood? Just the baddie on this one, the bad guy, Ray Sahetapi. I know that I'm messing up your name, Ray. I'm glad that you're a very accomplished actor because uh, in real life, I wouldn't want to cross you. But um, he was just psychopathic, man. Like he was like, like he was like Jason Voorhees, but with technology. Absolutely. I mean, this man was insane. You, the part where he was, uh, he thought about shooting the guy, but he preferred to use the hammer because he wanted to, the gruesomeness, inflicting pain on his victim. Oh, I know. That was, that's the other thing about this movie. You got some scenes in here that can be a little uncomfortable. Don't make you cringe. The, the one scene that comes to mind is when uh, Rama 
character is, you know, trying to protect his injured buddy, and they're in this little closet, and they start stabbing through the wall, trying to find out if there's anybody behind that wall, and they end up, <laughs> the blade ends up, you know, kind of slicing his cheek ever so little bit, but enough to look like it hurt like hell. Yeah, yeah, no, it's disgusting, and, you know, going back to the, uh, to Mr. Ray, the bad guy on this one, um, he's no stranger to horror movies. Let me tell you, he's been in uh May the Devil Take You one and two. They're on Netflix. I've never seen them. Never seen them. But I've I've heard good things about it. Then he's in another one called Santet, a Black Magic is called. It's an Indonesian horror movie. And believe it or not, he was in Captain America Civil War. As who? I try to find out today. I would have to go back and see the movie because I couldn't find him. So he must have has a, a small part or something. I have no idea. Well, I, I found out today that our uh, our hero from this movie, um, what's his name, Ico, Ico Iquanas or something. No, like that? Ico Uwais. Yeah, Uwais. I, I, I cannot pronounce that name. No, I went. I went to find out and from the internet how to pronounce his name since we're actually covering most of his movies because he's such a damn badass. Uh, dude, he's the baddest man on the planet. Yeah, so I don't want to mispronounce his name, even though I'm not his presence. But Eco you wise is what the internet says. I could they could well, still be wrong, but well, I tell you what, he's. I found out today he's going to be in the the villain in the new Expendables movie. Yes, that that I do. I I did know. But uh, yeah, dude, he's. I, I mean, he's actually got a new movie out on Netflix now too. Fistful of Vengeance. Fistful of Vengeance, they say, is a, a movie based on uh, on yeah, uh, Wu Assassins, right? the Wu Assassins. Yeah, but they say you do not have to watch the entire series of the Wu Assassins to actually enjoy that one. Good deal. I have to check that one. And out. also another thing, Jaja Ruhain, Ruhin, he is a mad dog on this one, and boy, he is a badass. Is that the dude with the long hair? Yes, he's another. Yeah. He's a legitimate martial artist. Yeah, dude, and not only is he a badass, but he looks like he could be a badass. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. I mean, he's, he's not a dude you want to screw around with. You know, nah. Dark alley, so. nah. I mean, the budget for this one was pretty good, too. The budget was $1.1 $1. $1 million. I don't know how much it brought in, but that's a pretty good budget. So, uh, listen, check this out. And I was watching this today to prepare for the show. Uh-huh. Uh, of course, I've seen the movie many times, but... But today it hit me. So, okay, so the movie takes place, right, in this kind of slummy, run-down apartment building run by this drug lord. Yeah, where it has a state-of-the-art things for him to, uh, for him to, uh, to, to monitor everybody. He rents it out to, uh, to the worst of the worst. Right, right. And does this not remind you of the movie Dread with Carl Urban as Judge Dread? Yes, yes. This has a lot of dread in it. This yeah. has a lot of dread in it. It may be the one thing that, that they should add to it. Well, I think the raid came out first. So. Yeah, the the raid came out first. I think so. Yeah. Yeah, I was just wondering if you thought the same thing because I was sitting here watching. I was like, man, this is a lot like dread. <laughs> yeah, but dread, uh, that dread that we're talking about, it, that one was pretty good. It got good reviews. It's awesome. Yeah, I like them all because I'm a big fan of the of the comic, but right. You know that even the, the, even the Stallone movie. Yeah, I even like that one because I was pumped for that one just because I was so young and I read the comics and I was excited. So, you know, it wasn't that good, but it wasn't. Uh, I am the Lord. 
<laughs> it wasn't a full disappointment. I understand. Anyway, that's what the raid reminded me of. And we also have to discuss director uh, Gareth Evans. That's right. Yep, and who uh, who's actually uh, done some other films too, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, he did The Apostle on uh, on Netflix, which is a great horror movie. I really enjoyed that. Anybody that's have I've not seen that yet. Anybody that's a fan of The Wicker Man, you would definitely love that movie. The Wicker Man, my eyes! Yep. My eyes! <laughs> <laughs> yep. And then also, we have to bring up the um, the thing that, uh, that, that makes this movie, takes it to a whole other level, which is the Salat Martial Arts, which is an indigenous martial arts from uh, Southeast Asia. And it focuses focus on strikes, joint manipulation, weapons... Or a combo of all of them. Well, I tell you what, one thing you gotta be in one hell of good shape to <laughs> do what these guys are doing. Yeah, because I mean, it, it it looks like pancor mixed with all kinds of martial arts and stuff. I mean, they go through all all aspects of it, and you know, the Shaw brothers. I, I made some research on this. Uh, produce forty plus movies with this martial art. Really, I didn't know that. Yep, what what they use was a it's called silat. Wyans, which is uh, is used for stage performance, but in, gotcha. in and in also in Indonesia, first color movie is called Hang Tua. That's the martial arts that they use, and okay. and is also found in Mortal Kombat, Deception, and Armageddon, and it was used by Baraka. Oh, Right there. Yeah, because I mean the martial arts on this one is just a it's a, just a unique martial arts. It is, and it looks like it's just really fluid. Um, you know, like you see some martial arts, and there's some kind of there's some breaks and movements, and mm-hmm. this is uh, this martial arts seems like it's just really really fluid. No, this this is uh this thing you got, but it's like you said, you got to really be in shape for this one. Ah, uh, dude, yeah, our, our, our lead actor here, man, he, however he says, <laughs> however you say his name, man, he, he's not only is the baddest man on the planet to me right now, but he's got to be the fittest man on the planet right now. <laughs> because, look, especially you remember in the movie, the scene where they had the axe and they're trying to chop through the floor Yep. so they can get away. I mean, what other movie have you seen that shit in? <laughs> Never. And another thing, an interesting uh, thing from this one is that the fighting scenes were all put together by Iko Wise and uh, Jajan Ruhian. I thought he choreographed his own stuff. Yep. Oh, that's interesting. Hey, that, that's cool. Him and Jajan, because, I mean, like I said, they're the, they're, they're the two uh, big names in this movie that are legitimate martial artists. Right. And uh, what about the uh, plot twist in this movie? What did you think about that? You know, Jake, because I had to watch it on a... I didn't get to watch it like you. I had to watch this movie on a, with subtitles. This uh, is what I, like I thought it. it was. I thought this was an unsanctioned raid, right? Right. Uh, they were basically set up by their lieutenant, their boss. Yeah, the one that was accompanying them. Yeah, the, the gray-haired guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was dirty. Yeah. But, you know, our hero, Rama, um, is actually going to save his brother. Yeah, who's uh, who's uh, the, one of the lieutenants for uh, Lord Tama. Right. Crime Lord yep. Tama, yeah. So, I mean, I like 
with, and I really liked the ending. Man, that end fight scene, the three on one scene, was epic. It, it was. It was. Sergeant Jacka is the 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 turncoat. Right. Yeah, he has the uh, Mobile Brigade Corps, which is the Indonesian spe special tactical units. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I wonder if they all learn martial arts. Like they do in the movies. I mean, they got some. If they're gonna have some heavy hitters, the way that they got the crime lords over there, you gotta have some badasses to go after these people. Oh yeah, man! Not only that, your balls are gonna be bigger than the country. Yeah, bro. Because this, I mean, they got some. They got some stone cold cowboys over there. Oh man, absolutely. And <laughs> I've become such a fan of. You know, these Indonesian films, man, I, I, I'm starting to get a, on a roll with them. You know, I watched Headshot last week. Oh, I told you about watching Headshot. Yeah, it was good, man. Headshot is uh, is is excellent. Headshot got Michael Bispin is in it. Yeah, and of course, Eco, you want <laughs> <laughs> Tony Jaw? No, that's Triple Threat. Oh, that's Triple Threat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Headshot was, uh, Headshot was the one where... Uh, It's just eco, eco wise, and the guy who who uh, taught him and unleash him as a killer in the world betrayed him, and he came back to protect his girl. Right? Yeah, his doctor, yeah, his nurse or whoever. Yeah, it was good. I think I liked the night comes for us a little bit better. Yes, I think Headshot came before that one. It did. It did. Yeah. And I think uh, Headshot was a collaboration between the two directors. Uh, they call them the Mo Brothers. That's right. Yeah, I yeah. remember seeing that in the credits, the Mo Brothers, and, and looking them up the next day. But uh, those, I mean, these Indo Indo Indonesian fight films. I haven't seen any of the horror films yet, but I heard they were awesome. Yeah, these people they they take like I said once. I mean, they they took whatever the the the. Once Hollywood got neuter over here, they were like they picked up what Hollywood Hollywood left off, and they decided to run with the ball. Well, you know when I describe the raid to people, I always ask, you know, what's been, in your opinion, the best or favorite action movie in the past ten to twelve years in America, Hollywood, right? Uh -huh. And somebody, you know, for example, would say John Wick, which nothing wrong with John Wick. I like John Wick. But the raid makes John Wick look like my dinner with Andre. You get me? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Breakfast at Tiffany. Yeah, no, definitely. Um, yeah, John Wick is good, but it's nowhere near uh, the raid. No, this is absolutely insane. It's absolutely got a great look. Cinematography makes everything look all gritty. and you know, like you're really in a bad neighborhood type thing. Oh, it's, um, it's frightening when them people got stuck inside that... Uh, Inside that building that is like a, I don't know what to call it. It's like a. No, like some sort of slum apartment building. Yeah, that this man just has in there. And uh, wow, he's. He's, he's, kind of, he's kind of running his whole operation out of it, you know what I mean? Yeah, he's the, I mean, he's deadly. He is deadly. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, this dude doesn't care about anything. Nothing. Not a damn thing. But you know what? It's, you know, I, You know, I also read, too, that they're going to remake The Raid, you know, in Hollywood. No, and, please. Uh, supposedly, and I read this today, actually, and I think they just announced it in January, that uh, the director, Patrick Hughes, who directed Expendables 3 and, like, The Hitman's Bodyguard or something like that, uh -huh. 
he's the one taking it over, but Gareth Edmonds is supposed to write the script and produce it. For the American version. Yep, right. So, Um. I'm hoping they don't remake it. I'm hoping plans fall through. Because the movie is supposed to be set up at Netflix. And after what Netflix just did to Texas Chainsaw, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Netflix just waiting to poo-poo on people again. Now, just what they did with the Vikings this week is just stupid. Uh, that's, I saw a post that you had to Yeah, I said if Jay, if Jay would like to uh, to review this, knock himself out, but I'm out of this dogfight. I mean, this Vikings is terrible. Vikings Bahala. People waited for that one, and boy, they disappointed. I'm finishing up the show Vinyl on HBO Max right now. It's good. Yeah, Vinyl is. I've heard good things about Vinyl. It's good, man. It's definitely a, a character piece taking place in the 1970s mm-hmm. during the meat business. Uh-huh. You know, they they take a fictional story with fictional characters and mix them with real people and stuff. It's pretty cool. Yeah, because the only reason why I got Netflix right now is because I'm waiting for Peaky Blinders. Other than that. Oh, well, I mean, if you do the, get rid of Netflix, you're going to be missing out on some of these Indonesian flicks. I'll find them somehow, some way. I hear you. Yeah. Hey, they, man, you do what you got to do. Yeah. <laughs> I'll find them, but they're, they're definitely Netflix. Netflix, once they start doing this whole... Like, I don't know. To remake The Raid, The Raid is just a classic action movie. Like, there's no need to remake it. Like, I just I got done reading an article just now where uh, Steven Spielberg is going to redo Bullet. Bullet was Steve McQueen, and it doesn't matter how many cars you car chases you do. You're just going to end up looking like, like The Fast and the Furious, but you won't be able to recreate that. Man, just because you told me that, I want to put a bullet in my ass. Man, why? I don't know because they're that I mean I don't know if they don't have ideas or or what it is or they they feel that they have to reintroduce this to a new generation. You know how you reintroduce this to a new generation? Yeah, it's called Blu-ray. Yeah, Blu-ray. Yeah, Blu-ray 4K <laughs> and you know, you go all out, you do special features, a little documentary attached to it, but you well, definitely don't sure. rewrite it and remake it. Shit like that pisses me off, man, because like Bullet is and it's just an outright awesome cop movie. Yes. You know what I mean? And Steve McQueen, who is actually one of my all-time favorite actors. I think that dude is so cool it hurts. Yeah, like but, there, uh, there's movies that you can't remake. Like, they did uh, The Magnificent Seven with uh, Denzel Washington. Yeah, I saw it. And it wasn't bad. No, it wasn't too bad at all, really. No. Uh, they, like, 310 to Yuma was good, and it was a remake. Yeah, and that one was good. So sometimes they make a remake that is good. And then there's some that you should never touch them. Yeah, Bullet is one of them. The Raid is one of them. You remember a few years back, they were discussing on rebooting Jaws at one point. I was like, you got Yeah, they made, they made, you know, I don't know. These people are out of touch. They made that The Meg, which was a good book until they got a hold of it. And then um, Blumhouse, Jason Blum, you know, he's best known now for producing the new Halloween movies. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's doing a new Exorcist. Yeah, they're saying it's a follow-up. Yeah, which, you know, <laughs> everybody's following that Halloween 2018 formula. Yeah, I mean, if you ever read the book, The Exorcist, the book, it's scarier than the movie. It is, and I have read the book, and it did scare me. You yeah, were this thing is disgusting. <laughs> but we don't need to talk about that. <laughs> no, no, no. But we can go back to uh, we can go back to Andy. Andy was a character that he was a lieutenant of... of, of uh, of uh, Tama, but, you know, he was also the brother of Rama. Yep. 
And boy, Tama, Rama, Dama, Dama, this was a big, big melee. Except for Andy <laughs> had a soul on him. Andy, Andy actually gave his brother a pass at the end. He did, man. Old banana, 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 whatever his name is. Yeah. They, they uh, he did, man. His brother gave him a pass. I mean, he was there to collect him and bring him home, like he told. You know, I think it was his father or something. Again, the movie. Um, you know, he was coming to bring him home. And uh, he gets there, and he goes through all this shit, or as, as they describe it, a nightmare. And, um, yeah, the brother gets a pass and kind of goes back to what he was doing. And meanwhile, Rama gets out alive, <laughs> you know? He gave him, you know, he gave him the, uh, he gave him the, the, um... Like the documents, he told him what cop to go talk to, and he gave him all the tapes of all the crooked cops, which apparently there were a lot. Right. Yeah. Apparently, it looked like there's a bunch. But uh, you know, the fighting scenes on this one, the fighting scene with the machete was insane. Like nothing that 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 they do in Hollywood. That's why I don't want to see this being remade. Listen, you can pick any action scene from the from the raid. And it could be easily be the climax of a Hollywood action movie. I mean, that's just what's going on here. As I mean, this the rate is just, uh, just it's so fast moving, and um, and it really kind of starts out of the gate. You remember at the very beginning, of the the main villain had those people lined up on their knees, taking them out, taking them out one at a time and straight in the, he might, he, I mean, it was, it was gruesome from the moment it started. He killed five of them. Yeah. I mean, that's remember when we, uh, whenever the night comes for us, you know, we, we had talked about it, it took a little bit for it to really kind of kick in. And, but with the raid, it, it, it's go, it's go time from minute one. Yeah. That, that, <laughs> that raid, and it's, it's go time and not not like John Wick. This is gruesome go time from the moment the opening scenes. Oh, yeah. And look, I tell people all the time, and I've said on that on the show many times over, this movie is just outstanding. Um, I really can't say enough about it, man. Uh, I'm hoping that Gareth Evans does a third movie because you know they have a sequel. And yeah. I'm hoping he does a third one. Okay, well, here's the, the story behind that. Uh, Evans has said that he's comfortable where the rate two ended. Okay. But uh, he feels that the raid, the raid franchise ended the moment he moved out of Indonesia on the trip to the UK. I got you. So he wanted to do it, and then he said, nah, he... He wasn't. He wasn't inspired by it. He wanted to put an end to it and move on to other things. And he said, "You can never say never," but he's certain that he doesn't want to make another one. That's a shame. Yes, <laughs> yes, because we if we would have would have with the Bauer Part Three. Are you kidding me? But no. But you're gonna spend your time writing a a remake? Come on. For man. Netflix, because I mean, because they're giving him a fortune. I'm pretty sure Netflix is paying him a big time money for for the 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 new script, which is should be the 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 rate three instead of instead of making it with some actors over here. Like I don't know what the big deal is. I mean, I'm satisfied with this movie. I don't need you to put an American actor in there for me to say, oh yeah, America did it. Exactly. <laughs> like, like that's what you're gonna get. You're gonna get some other, 
some other things like that instead of getting a, a, a true artistic vision of what this thing, you can't capture this thing just like that. And besides, I don't know. I just don't feel comfortable with it. Like, what are you going to do? I mean, you're going to put a slump somewhere with, with, you know, Hollywood. I don't understand what Hollywood is going to do. Put an empty building or something like a special condo or some shit like that. Come on, man. This thing was perfect. I know, man. I mean, we do live in a day and age where they can remake Fantasy Island into a horror movie. So yeah, <laughs> I mean, who knows? Uh, uh, I'm hoping. I mean, I'm not gonna watch it. Absolutely, I'm not gonna lie. I'm gonna watch it. Yeah, I'm, you know. But I'm, I'm saying this though: the expectation level is high. Like I'm talking about Shaquille O'Neal high. Yes, yes, and and so, and is is. No, I mean, I don't see it. I just don't see it. So, I don't know. I mean, th think about it this way, too. The Raid Redemption is, uh, it's only about an hour and 40 minutes long. Its sequel is almost an hour longer than that. Oh, the sequel was long. It was like two hours and 22 minutes. Yeah, something like that, yeah. No, that there's no way that they can remake this. I mean, I don't know. The, the thing is that... Uh, Lord, Lord, the, the, the crime lord on this one, I go back to him because he's like the fascinating character, how disgusting he is. And I don't think he could fight worth a shit, could he? No, man. He was one of those psychopathic. You know, bark, out, bark out orders or, you know, kill somebody with a gun, you know? <laughs> yeah. Well, meanwhile, his, his right hand men could fight like hell. Yeah, no, his his Mad Dog was, uh, man, he was truly Mad Dog. My goodness. I mean, But, dude, he, that uh, fight he had was, was a Jocka. Yeah, it was in the kitchen, right? Yeah, yeah. And he killed him. Oh, yeah, took him out, man. I did not see that coming. No, either. it was a good back and forth. Yeah, it was a good fight. And then, of course, I mentioned that earlier, the end two-on-one fight where Rama and his brother take on Mad Dog. Yeah, and, but uh, but before that, it was like Mad Dog told him before he killed, uh, what was it, Raka? Yeah. He like like he put the gun away. He was like like let's get it on for real. You see, that's another thing about these Indonesian films, especially the action movies I've seen, is that they're all full of emotion. Yeah. Like, look at uh, Iko's face, Rama's face before he goes to fight. He's got this look of. I really don't want to do this, but I have to, so here I come. Yeah, I think, and you know what? You know, this is a, and this, I say this with all the respect in the world because I have brought it, I brought it up in the, in the, in the past when I have talked to you about this movie. So that's one of the fascinating things about those uh, movies from Asia that I have always, always admired is the, uh, the face expressions, even when they kill somebody, like it, they feel it. Oh, I know. That's right. If you're uh, one of the good guys, you know, the bad people in it, they enjoy it. <laughs> oh, of course. I mean, it was both extremes. They savor, yeah. but it, you cap you captured Eco's uh, uh, face expression correctly, Jay, because he was like, like, yeah, this is some messed up stuff that I got to do, but I got to do it. Oh, I know. Yeah, and I love Even during the actual fight, he's got this look of being exhausted. No, and, I mean, he looks like, he looks like, You know what they should do? Mm -hmm. Remake Die Hard, but put him in it. Since they like, since Hollywood likes to remake some of shit. <laughs> you know what? That would actually, I think that would work. I'll even write him the script. 
Since they like us, since they don't look at none of us as if they're not like you and me that look at human beings and judge them based on, on who they are or whatnot, I'll put an evil Englishman owning a building in California. But, you know, if Hollywood makes it there and he's the star, then they'll probably have Ben Affleck as the villain. <laughs> no. <laughs> He'll be Ben Affleck's in charge of the building, of the uh, gigantic building, and he's making Eco Wise uh, wife work on uh, New Year's and work hard. And they're all partying, and Nico goes to to say hi to his wife because he's a police officer overseas, and right. the bad guys take over the building. There you go. With and the help of, of with the help of Ben Affleck, who's working both sides and pretending to be a businessman and the owner of the building when he's really trying to bring it down so he can get the insurance. I love it, man. Ben Affleck a douchebag. <laughs> Man, I saw a meme the other day. He said that uh, Ben Affleck's girlfriend, uh, Jennifer Lopez, that she's about to catch uh, Tom Brady in oh, rings. That's funny. <laughs> that is crazy. That is funny. I forgot. Uh, so they got back together, huh? The whole Jennifer thing. Apparently, you know, I don't watch much tabloids and stuff, but apparently that's everywhere. I mean, it's impossible not to keep to watch the news and have them show you that they're walking down the street holding hands or something like that, you know. Uh, well, good for him. I, I guess. mean, good for them. I'm not. I'm not mad at him, but no, I'm not mad at him either. Ben Affleck. No, I was a big fan of Ben Affleck's reindeer games, and then uh, what was the other one that he made where they were bank robbers? That was pretty good with the Irish mafia. Oh yeah, I mean, the I town. Was, the town. The town was actually really good. Yes. Yeah, uh, but then he did Batman, and he shit on my right. Well, he lost me with Daredevil. So, oh yeah, well yeah, I forgot all about Daredevil. That was because yeah. he wanted to make a movie next to his wife, who was right, Electra. Right. Yeah, and uh, hell, even the Electra movie, it was worse than Daredevil if that was possible. Yeah, they were. That was when when they had anybody but but Disney and Marvel were taking over. You know, it was it was what was it was it Fox or Sony? Uh, it was one of the two, or was both of them Fox? Yeah, because they even did the. The Fantastic Fours, and that was a flop, too. Well, I tell you what, you can find both Daredevil and Electra in the, on the floor of your local uh, <laughs> No, uh, <laughs> Walmart has them for $5. You can pick them up. Uh, they should be worth 50 cents, isn't that? Man, they should, be, they should be at the dollar store right next to the Racinets. Yeah, dude, they, those movies stink so bad, even shit's like, what? <laughs> My God, those were some terrible movies. From all the action movies in this country, those those two are are terrible because when I think when I think Affleck, I'm thinking Reindeer Games, The Town. Of course, people love him for that movie that he made with Matt Damon. Uh, Goodwill Hunting. Goodwill Hunting. You know. Well, I will say this about Ben Affleck: he did a movie that came out about two years ago called The Way Back. Uh huh. Uh, he plays a high school basketball coach. That's yeah, I was going to tell you about that's a good one. That's a. Easily my favorite Ben Affleck movie. Yeah, I don't think he wrote that, did he? No, but uh, he played the part to a T. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah, that movie was good. I was going to tell you that 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 movie is uh, it's not an actual movie; it's a drama movie. No, no, it's a drama movie. But it, yeah. you know, there's a lot of stuff in that movie that I kind of I kind of resonate with due to some family stuff. Yeah. So, um, that movie kind of hit home a little bit, but uh. I, it was wonderful. Ben Affleck, I mean, 
you know, a lot of times when you watch these movies and they, they get have somebody that's a drunk, right? Yeah. Anyway, for all those who do drink, whether it's a lot or on the side or very minimal, uh, we all know when you're hammered, there's certain things that are that, that happen some, to a lot of people when you're drunk. Like in the movies, it's always <laughs> most of the times it's something stupid. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah. oh God, I just ran the cabin through the front door. <laughs> okay. But <laughs> and, and the way back, it's how it actually is. It shows how his character would power drink. You know what I yeah. mean? Yeah. One in the freezer, and, you know. AJ, when I was dirt poor, living in in Hanahan, South Carolina. Uh-huh. I live in this apartment. They're called Lakewood Lodge. Yeah. And it's next to a lake. I mean, you can see it on YouTube that it's a lake that has like hundreds of hundreds of gators. It's infected with gator. Uh-huh. But I was walking down the apartment one time on a Friday night and they had this older neighbor. He couldn't be a nicer man if he tried. Uh-huh. But this man, apparently he liked to, to hit the sauce a little bit too hard. Uh-huh. <laughs> he crashed into the laundry mat. <laughs> With his car, actually got off with a six pack <laughs> and try wow. to o- <laughs> and try to open the office uh, door, <laughs> thinking it was his place. <laughs> like, <laughs> hey, about twenty years ago, me and my boy Brooks avoided a roadblock because they were doing breathalyzer tests by jumping a ditch and running up in a trailer park. <laughs> Oh, yeah, true story. Man, that shit is is crazy. I'm not condoning drinking and driving. I don't think it's funny. I just I just thought at the time, you know, nobody got hurt. He didn't get hurt, and I thought it was funny. But I've seen some shit that you know, drinking and driving is not funny. It's just some of the stuff that you see people do. Yeah, that is just hilarious. Like if you're ever leaving the fair in South Carolina once a year, when I live in Charleston. And they do roadblocks. You can see the cans of beers flying off and the bottles flying out of the car. <laughs> and it's something that if you have witnessed with your own eyes, you can find it funny. Even though you may know, you know, like I said, I don't I don't recommend anybody drink and drive. I actually absolutely would always talk you out of it. I have fought people's keys out of their hands. And, you know, in my line of work, I even cut people off when, when they're getting too drunk. But, you know, when you see that, when you see a line of cards and you see the sinks flying, it's just a spectacle, man. They do it, like, synchronized. Oh, I know. <laughs> that's funny. That, that story, you're just thinking about this story oh, you just tell me. Charlie, shut up. Charlie. Give Charlie um, your bed. That's what I did with my cat so he can let me do the, so he can let me do the podcast in peace. I forgot we had ordered something for my daughter. Let me grab it real quick. Hang on. Charlie, shut up. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> this is a... We have done so many things in this show. But Jay, uh, coming, yeah, man, go ahead. coming to the end of our, of our episode, so we can go find Charlie. In Search of Charlie will be the name of our next episode. Oh, I don't have to find him. He's just running around, sprinting around the front yard. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, Charlie. <laughs> Your final thoughts on the... Uh, on the, on the raid before we wrap it up in here. Sure. Uh, the raid, I, I've been saying it, folks, it's amazing. It's absolutely amazing. Come here, Charlie. And I can't say enough about it. It's, I have to, on a five-star rating, I'd give it a 10. No doubt. So if you haven't seen it, check it out. I think the only place I've seen it 
uh, to where it was streaming is on either Tubi or Pluto TV, one of the two. No, you can watch it on Tubi for free. But um, you can also rent it on Amazon Prime, too. So. Yeah, you can rent it. I recommend buying it on Amazon. Uh, they got a special edition Raid 1 and 2 on Blu-ray because this is one that you're going to want to have. So, oh, yeah. Absolutely. You know. Hey, we got Charlie back in. How about that? <laughs> but uh, I also want to say real quick, um, I've been posting a little bit more on the, on the Nerd Alert, and I dropped an episode today. Um, I did a uh, from worst to first list on Batman movies, live action Batman movies. So, so I'm gonna I'm, I'm gonna see the Batman Sunday morning. I'm gonna plan to go Sunday night. So we're hoping the Batman is a is a is a hit. I mean, I want to go see it just because I'm a Batman fan, and uh, I'm hoping it is good. Just like I was hoping the Texas Chainsaw Massacre was good, and it wasn't. I was hoping that Scream 2022 was good, and it is. I was hoping this Raid movie, when you told me about it, was was good. I said, sure, he can be hyping it this much, and then I watched it. I was blown away by the Raid. Any any true action fan would absolutely think that this is a bunkers of an action joyride that'll make you cringe. It'll give you so many different emotions. I mean, it's just brutal how scary this movie is. Oh, man. It's, uh, There's nothing I, that I can tell you about this movie that that, that would soften the, uh, the visuals in it. Right. I mean, the only thing I can tell you to soften the movie up for you, don't watch uh, it. That's the only thing that I can tell you. To make it soft, because there's nothing soft about this movie. This movie's just rolling in your face. It's like the world. It's ugly. Ah, oh, dude, it's a straight up shot to the senses. Yeah, this is just yeah. an ugly joyride. This is there's no no such thing as a happy ending. Even though our hero Eco Uwes plays Rama, he, he walks out alive at the end. But I mean, the mental scars of this was based on a true story would go on forever. And there's probably cops in Jakarta that see this thing every day. I mean, it's almost a shame that I watch uh, The Night Comes for Us first. Mm -hmm. Because I would have probably enjoyed it even more if had I watched this first. Maybe so, but The Night Comes for Us is still really good. So. It's still really good, but it's just like one of those things that now we're running out of some of this... Uh, so some of this uh, Indonesian action movies. Like we, I can't wait for another one to be popping out somewhere. Oh no, dude! I've been searching stuff on the internet for new stuff to watch. <laughs> as far as that goes, yeah. So, I mean, I'm gonna have to sit down and watch Woo Assassins. I haven't watched it yet. Yeah, I gotta watch that. Maybe I watch it. No, I don't watch it tonight. I gotta go to bed early. But I, I'll maybe I'll uh, I'll definitely watch it this weekend. But most likely. I have to say that I'll definitely be watching the Raid one again. Oh man, you can! I watch it at least once or twice a year. Yeah, because this is like Enter the Dragon, and by the way, we are working on a big special, big Bruce Lee special. Me and Jay are going to be working in the future for the listeners of Tales from the Abyss, and it's going to be a multiple episode 
special on the life and career of the great Bruce Lee. Amen. We I don't want to let the cat out of the bag, but I mean, there's no secrets about it. We were very hard making research and bringing you things, and this is not going to be the exception. We have no reason to keep it on their wraps, but it will be coming in the future. So for the great Jay Lenderman, I am Pablo Rojo, letting everybody know somewhere between good and evil, you can find us bringing you the tales from the abyss. Please, if you drink, pass the keys.